afternoon. Welcome to Why Shamanism Now, a practical path to authenticity with your host, Christina Pratt, director of the Last Mask Center for Shamanic Healing. She's talking about how shamanic skills can bring us to physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being, especially when nothing else can. Now, here's your host, Christina Pratt. Welcome, everyone, to Why Shamanism Now. This is your host, Christina Pratt, and today we're talking about stripping away the old so that we can find the essence of things. And so I'm going to call out to the ancestors in all of our lives, all that are good and true and beautiful, and bring us our lineage, bring us all that has gone before us, that we can go forward in a way that learns from the mistakes of those in our ancestral line so that we don't keep making those mistakes over and over again. So we call out to those ancestors to be with us here today, in particular those ancestors who found a way to use their life to strip away the old and come forward in new ways day after day to innovate, to create, to risk being new, to risk being different, and in that way survived and thrived and allowed you to be here today to gather here with me for this show. So I call out to these ancestors to be with us here today to gather around, to help us to form a community around this conversation that we might hear what we need to hear and that what words need to be spoken can be spoken. We ask the ancestors to hold us well, that we might gather in right relationship with each other. We call out to the energy of the earth, the most ancient ancestor, to ground us here today, to help us to feel present within our bodies and open in our hearts to help us to feel an interconnectedness not only with humanity but with all living things on the planet. We call out to the earth to help us to know that we belong in our own ancestral line, standing here poised in the present between the ancestors and the descendants, making life happen. And because of this great responsibility to make life happen, we call out to the energy of the sky above and we draw that energy down into our beings, into this circle of this conversation, non-local though it may be, spread out over space and time. Nonetheless, we call in the energy of the sky to be with us here today to bring us blessing and generosity, to draw in the energy of protection, to hold us well, that we might know the wisdom of the universe in all that we do. So we call out to this energy, this, this big love relationship between the earth and the sky, and we ask those energies to move within us, to awaken our inner being and enliven our hearts. So we call out to the energy of the hearts, the hearts to everyone listening and the hearts of everyone who wishes they were listening but doesn't know to listen yet. We call out to the hearts of the people all around and we ask those hearts to hear, to listen, and to speak. We ask those hearts to draw up the energy of passion from the belly and down the clarity of mind from the head and to merge those energies in the heart so what will emerge from your heart on this day is your own awareness of your own soul's purpose. And may our proceedings here today support you in living that soul's purpose in your life. So welcome, everyone. Today we're talking about stripping away the old, and this is a how-to show because I think the most common question that I get asked all the time is, Okay, Christina, I get that, but how do I do it? How do I let go? And so today we're going to talk about stripping away the old as we, we move here into the, the depths of the winter time. And um, how do we strip away the old to find the essence of something? How do we do that? Okay, so over the last several weeks, 
we've discussed moving beyond good and evil. We've discussed moving beyond sin to focus on destiny. We've discussed gratitude and faith and essences, essence energies, and we discussed the return. So now what? What was the point of all of that? Well, so now we need to do something with that. Okay, why? Why do we need to do something with that? Why can't I just sit here and drink my little eggnog latte and have myself a little muffin and just get on with my life? Why should I bother with all of this? Because there's lots of steps in life to create the life that you want. It's not just one, you know, you don't just go to a channel or a psychic and find out what you're supposed to be doing with your life and go do it. It doesn't work that way. There's lots of steps in life. And the life that you are called to live is something deeper. There's lots of steps to get there. And in talking about things like true faith and deep transformation and essence energies and the return, I hope to open your curiosity to that fact. Just open your mind to that possibility that there are lots of steps that need to be taken to create the life that you seek. And since there are lots of steps that need to be taken, let's get moving. And I want to share with you what I consider the three basic principles about these steps in life. The first is that you can rarely skip steps. And I see this all the time. I've done it myself and endeavor not to do it now. But someone is there sitting on step seven, hating the fact, hating step seven. Step seven is just step seven. It can't help itself. It's that step. But hating step seven because it's not step 49. Step seven can't help it. And if you don't take step seven, you're not ever going to get to step 49. So stop whining and stop hating and judging the step that you're on. Because the only way you're going to get to the one that you want is to take the one that you're on. Principle number two. Steps often come in flights of steps. Yeah, this one was a little tricky. I I wasn't really happy to find this out, but the truth of the matter is steps do often come in flights of steps that lead to a landing where there are doors and windows. And if you want what's on the other side of one of those doors or you want the vision you can only see from one of those windows, then you have to get to that landing and you will have to take all of those steps. There is no other way to that door. And the third principle is that if you will take the steps, life will open to you. You don't have to open it. If you will just take the steps you are presented with to get to where you're going, life will open to you. And life has so much to offer. You can take the steps. The question is, really, will you? And if not, if you are unwilling to take the steps, then life offers you exactly what it's offering you right now. No more, no less. Because that is the nature of this step that you are on. So those of you who are listening now and can journey are probably thinking, oh, well... I can just journey up those steps. I don't have to take them. I can look out that window. I can open that door because I can do anything in my journeys with Spirit's help. 
Well, on some level that's true, but not this one, okay? For those of you that can journey and are thinking about skipping the steps through your journey ability, understand if that's how you're thinking, I'm talking to you about steps of initiation. You cannot open doors. You are not at the initiatory level to open. If you are not there internally, it doesn't matter where you are externally. That's just the nature of the steps. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about steps. There are steps there for all of us, and don't make the mistake of thinking you're that special person who doesn't have to take steps, because that's not how you're special. You are special. You do have a soul's purpose. It is unique, and it is genius. That's how you're special. You're not special because you're the only person in the world who doesn't have to take the 12 steps, even though you're an alcoholic. You're not special because you don't have to take this step or that step because you're so smart or you're so beautiful or you're so able to journey or whatever. We all have to take the steps. That's what it is to be human. And so that's what we're talking about here today on the show is how do we take steps. So here we are in the winter on half of the globe at least. And for those of you on the other half of the globe, you can just listen to this this, um, show in six months and it'll be perfect. So in winter... You have this time, at least here in the U.S., where most people will take some time away from work. What if you gave yourself one day? It's just a thought. Let's try this as an experiment. You can work out the logistics in your life, but arrange to give yourself one full day. So what if you give yourself one day, 24 hours, alone with yourself in silence. Unplug, turn off the wireless connections, go on a media fast for the day. What might you find if you were willing to give yourself a day to do absolutely nothing but be present with yourself? So, you know, we're doing a show talking about stripping away the old. How do you know what to strip away? If you haven't spent time with yourself to understand what aspects of yourself have grown outmoded by your growth and development and transformation in life. If you're paying attention at all in life, transformation is happening. You might not know what's happening or where it's happening. But it is happening, and it is important to pay attention. There are times, this is the time, we talked about the return, this is the time to clear away the dead undergrowth of your life, the, all the selves that have peeled off like a snakeskin through the living of your life. This is the time to commit those to your solstice fire, to commit those to the winter fire, to give over those things that you have grown out of, to strip them away, and to allow yourself some breathing room, some space to grow into who you are becoming. Um, A long time ago in a training program I was in, these people used the symbol of the nautilus, uh, the shell, the nautilus shell, with the many, many, many chambers in the spiral, and it's a a beautiful image because it's shaped, of course, out of sacred geometry, and it, it always 
speaks to us when we see it because it resonates with the sacred proportions of life. But my point is, the Nautilus as an animal, as a mollusk, I think, the Nautilus as an animal is beautiful, and it grows chamber after chamber after chamber, making these lovely pearly shells. However, the Nautilus can only grow as large as it is capable of releasing its own waste. And each chamber that it builds, each layer that it grows more beautiful, each step that it takes, it is now challenged by the ability to let go of its waste to be able to live there in this new place. And so I think about the Nautilus a lot as I go forward in my life and as I endeavor to assist others, is as we go forward, are we able to responsibly release our own waste? And every living process creates waste. There's no shame or harm in that. But what we need to think about is is how we transform our own waste. Now, think about how when we think about animals that won't, you know, poop in their own bed, right? We think, well, that makes sense, right? Because there's a certain intuitive understanding that you you need to take care of your waste in a good way. It just sort of makes intuitive how to stay alive sense, right? It's basic level. And just think about how appalled you are when your dog goes out in the backyard and eats his own poop. <laughs> We just know that's wrong, right? And so the point is we must care for and release our own waste in a good way, in a way that doesn't harm others, in a way that doesn't harm the planet, in a way in particular we must release it so we don't harm ourselves. And so what we're talking about is what would happen if you gave yourself 24 hours to be alone with yourself in silence, unplug. No Blackberries, no cell phones, no texting, no phone calls, no nothing. What might you find within yourself if you just spent 24 hours paying attention? So as we go into this break, this is what we're going to talk about when we return, is how do you find the essence energy in yourself, get all that other stuff out of the way, and go forward, touched in to something new and something that matters. Thank you, everyone. I hope you'll join us again as we come back from this break. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, on Why Shamanism Now. And today we are talking about essence energies and stripping away the old to get to the essence of things. And we're trying today to talk about how do you do that? All right, so before the break, we talked about giving yourself this time. So what if you gave yourself one day? What might you find in terms of the essence of who you really are? And one of the greatest gifts of my life, upon reflection only, because at the time it seemed like torture, but one of the greatest gifts of my life was not fitting in as a child. Somewhere along the way of years and years of not fitting in, I did the math on that situation, on that life situation. I thought about what that was going to add up to in the future. And I realized that the one person I was stuck with my whole life was myself. And that I might as well become someone 
that I enjoyed being with. Because clearly, I was going to spend a lot of time alone. Because it didn't fit in. So, we're talking about spending time alone with yourself. And perhaps even, you know, what if you set a New Year's resolution for yourself to become a person that you like a lot? So, we're talking about spending time alone with yourself, especially if you don't like yourself. I mean, honestly, there's a whole lot of people that don't really like themselves very much. And we're talking about spending 24 hours alone with yourself unplugged, right, acoustic, (laughs) especially if you fancy yourself a little bit too much. Because everyone, no matter how beautifully your life is working, needs this time of the year to discard the old, to sort through, to clear the clutter of your own energetic being and to refine things to the essence of what matters as you draw that energy forward in life. So even if you fancy yourself a little too much, this day alone with yourself. Spend time alone with yourself regularly. But here we're talking about what if you did this for just one day? What if you spent a day and a night alone in the darkness, out of the realm of words and out of the mental pathways that are so familiar to you? In other words, don't think about the things you always think about. Don't do the things you always do. You're not going to read. You're not going to do any of that. So what would you do with the first irritation that arose? Because you know you're going to get irritated. I know I'd get irritated. Something is going to arise. Some irritation, some frustration with the fact that you are saying no to the habits of your day there's going to be some irritation that arises. So how do you use this then to strip away what is old? So let's walk through the basics of stripping away old stuff. And this is actually all stuff we've been talking about for a year now on this show. So if this is the first show you've listened to, it's time to find the downloads. Then they're on the Voice America site and they're free on iTunes as well. So, walking through some basics here of how we strip away the old. So, we could journey. For those of you that know how to do a shamanic journey, you can work with your spirit help to ask questions like, how am I in my own way? That is just the rock star question. Well, there's another rock star question too, but that is a great question because you know what? We're always in our own way. Because whatever we finally accomplished We've, we've mastered, or not even mastered, we've just done it. It's finally expressed fully in our life. It's done. It's dying. And that's now in our way, even though we just spent eight years doing it. It's now in the way. Things are always dying within us. If, if we're living well at all, things are always dying within us. So there's always an answer to that question. How am I in my own way? It's a great question to ask. What am I blind to? And it depends. Some people could change that, what am I deaf to? It just kind of depends on who you are. But what am I blind to? What am I deaf to? Or just ask directly, what part of me is now outmoded by my growth? I mean, why wait until your old self is kind of like a pair of pants you took, you know, you let fall to the floor, but it's still hanging around your ankles and you're tripping over it as you're trying to go forward? Why let your old self be like that? Why not take it off? gracefully, lay it down, honor it in ritual, and let it go. 
before you start tripping over it as you're trying to be the new person that you are. So these are all great journey questions. Note, I have not included these as meditation questions. And so I'm really looking just really at journeying or something that allows you to have a working dialogue with spirit as a way to find what to strip away. Because at the spirit stage, for most people, meditation does not move them out of their own mind. Most contemporary Americans do not spend nearly enough time meditating to receive that potential benefit from meditation. Meditation can bring you this, but you've got to meditate a lot. And most Americans, you know, barely get their 15 minutes in twice a day or once a day or even once a week, right? So anyway, moving along, where we can bring meditation is, is when we're stripping things away using our mind in the, in the mental realm. Sorry, not using our mind, but in the mental realm. So the first thing you need to do, right, you're alone, you're spending the day by yourself, that first irritation arises, notice. Awareness in the mind, that's another place to notice. What annoys you? What is it that's annoying you? Who is it within you that is annoyed? Why is that part of yourself annoyed? And then work with your intuition to unfold that story of who this part of yourself is, why are they annoyed, what is it that they really want. I mean, you've got all day. Unfold the story draw it as a picture. Map out the unfolding path through your own inner terrain. Given what you find out, you'll discover things that you want to let go of. How will you do that? Well, you'll need to decide what to do instead first and start doing it. And that's the thing about stuff that we find in the mental realm. The real key to being able to strip away the old in the mental realm is to first replace the old that's been outmoded with a new belief, a new idea, a new choice, a new decision, a new something, and act on it so that becomes the new way. And then it's very, very easy to let go of the old. It's nearly impossible to let go of an old belief that's still in use. It's kind of like when your computer won't shut down when there's a program in use, or it won't empty the trash because the trash thinks it's still using that file. Uh, the trash thinks some application is still using the file. It's the same thing in our mind with beliefs, right? We need to put something new in place so that old thing isn't working any longer. Okay? Moving right along on our walking through the basics of how do you strip away the old. In the realm of the emotions, one of the most effective modes is dance or movement. So you're here alone. You're spending your day by yourself. I said don't sit there and read books, but you can certainly have music. Invite yourself to dance freely and fully. Play what music you love. You love to dance to, even if it's like dorky or not cool, or your kids would be humiliated if they knew this is what you love to dance to. Who cares? You're alone, in the dark. Dance. Dance to whatever you want to. However you want to, in whatever way you want to. Dance naked for all I care. I don't care. Just dance. And then feel in your body where you don't want to dance. Let that part of yourself that doesn't want to dance tune into that part of yourself and let it do its own quirky, painful little dance. It doesn't want to dance full and free and beautiful and happy because it's not. That's fine. What dance doesn't want to do? Some strange, quirky little dance. And it is amazing what you will discover without ever really understanding by just moving paying attention and moving 
with these energies inside of yourself. You can always release and let go of any energy if you find its movement and sound. If you're willing to look strange enough and to do odd things enough to allow those energies inside you that are dying to move and sound within you, you can release them. It's the most direct path to freedom. Okay, moving right along, there's the body. So, sit. We're back to meditation. Sit with the body. Scan within your body. If you have actual aches and pains or stiffness or discomfort of some physical kind, then work with those. If you don't, bless your heart. That's lovely. But if you don't, then you can move into a realm that I would call more intuitive sensation, like a feeling of suffocation in the chest or the pressure on your shoulders of your burdens in life or feeling anchored by something that's pulling you back and not allowing you to go forward. That's tuning in intuitively to the sensations your body is feeling. And your body may be feeling these all the time, but you're just going through your day and you're not aware of it. I can remember when I left my corporate job, the strange sensation of realizing on the day that I came back, they didn't force you out and empty your desk and throw your computer out the window in those days. You just you got to come back and empty your desk. So I came back the next day to empty my desk and clean out my office. And um, as I tried to pass through the threshold of this huge building, um, it was like the cat in Pepe Le Pew. The cat that Pepe Le Pew is always chasing, and she always has one leg on, you know, her legs on the door and her arms on the door, and she's trying not to go through as Pepe is trying to take her in to love her forever. It was like that. It's like I couldn't get through the door because my real internal sensation was, no, don't go back in there, right? So your body's doing this stuff all the time, but mostly we're too busy to pay attention. We're thinking thinking about other things, we're drinking our coffee, we're having a drink after work, you know, we're, we're anesthetizing ourselves to what's really going on in our body. So, so you follow these sensations in your imagination, you can let that part of yourself do its own quirky, painful little dance, just like the working with the emotions. And again, you can always release these energies you find in the emotion and the body if you can just find their movement and their sound, and if you'll allow yourself to do that. So these are four basic ways to strip away the old. If you've never done this before, that'll keep you busy for a day. We've got spirit things here. We've got mind things here. We've got emotion things here. We've got body things here. We've got you alone for a day with yourself. And the purpose, what's the purpose in that? To strip away the old, to determine, to sort. What is the old? What is essential to who I am? What do I bring forward in my life to give energy to so that it grows and develops? And what do I let go of because it no longer serves me? Not because it's bad. It's just you've grown out of it. And let's hope you've grown out of something this year. I'd hate to think you were paying so little attention to the things that matter in life that you haven't grown out of anything in an entire year of life, for goodness sakes. So there's stuff there that wants you to pay attention. It wants to get your attention. And the only way it's going to, because it doesn't have a lot of energy anymore, right? The only way it's going to is if you will sit down and shut up. Slow down. Be quiet. Pay attention to another aspect of yourself for long enough 
to become irritated by those things that want your attention and want to change. So this is part of the necessary steps to discovering what we need to strip away. How is easy once we've figured out what. And so let's have this little adventure this winter. Take your day to find out what do you need to strip away to tune deeply into the essence, the essence energies, those things that matter, so that you can be even more focused towards your life as you go forward in the new year. So as we go into this break, what we're going to talk about in the next section is how do you sort through these energies once you begin to spend your day by yourself and you find them. So I hope you'll join us after this break. Thank you, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, on Why Shamanism Now. And today we're talking about stripping away the old energies so that we can connect with those essence energies. And I'm doing my best here today to actually answer the question, well, yes, Christina, but how do I do that? And part of the challenge with answering that question is, of course, how you do it has a lot to do with what energy it is you're really dealing with. Are you dealing with a spiritual energy or a mental energy or an emotional energy or an energy held in the body? Um, But nonetheless, each of these have their own modalities, their own ways to do it. And um, the real issue as we move on here is once you've got these energies moving, you know, you're out of your standard pattern that allows you to keep everything at bay so you can get through your day and do what you need to do. And, you know, as we don't uh, pay attention to our return, we don't cultivate energy, we don't take the time for ourselves as a habit, which, most, which is true for most Americans, frankly, and we continue, you know, then we're just that much a little bit more exhausted in the morning, so we have that extra cup of coffee, and we're too tired to do our meditation at night. And so we wind down with a glass of wine. And this is how this, this pattern emerges of not paying attention to ourselves. And so what we're talking about is that possibility of saying, well, I got lots of days. I haven't paid any attention to myself this year. Let me take a day in silence and pay attention. Let me notice what annoys me. Let, anno- let me notice what voices arise within me. Let me notice what stories need to be told within myself. Okay, so let's say you're doing that. And you give yourself this day and you start to strip away these old energies and these old ways of being that no longer serve you. And we begin to think about, well, how, how do I sort these energies out? How do I know the difference between what to let go of and what is essential to me and what is new? Um, how, you know, essential things will hopefully have a kind of familiarity to you because they're essential. They've been there from the beginning and they'll be there at the end. They're not necessarily new, Right. But there are new things we need to do as we go forward, and there are old things we need to let go of. So how do we sort through all of this? How do we understand what's what? Now, the trick here is all about inner sensation. And for those of you who are now rolling your eyes because I'm back again at this place that many of these processes come back to, which is the need to feel things place. So for those of you that are rolling your eyes, just stick with me here. Right. 
you have all spent time and energy seeking at least one inner sensation. You're human. Yes, that would be the sensation of an orgasm. You truly, if, if you are one of those people who's truly never had one of these sensations, then I encourage you to have one. Everyone should have an orgasm at least once in their life. Why? Well, there's a whole lot of reasons why that have to do with a whole lot of things we've been talking about all year. But in the context of this show, really the reason to have at least one is because an orgasm is your baseline for inner sensation. An orgasm is your baseline that sets the mark for you, saying that this is my sort of minimum level of the sensation of pleasure. Yes, there are things better than that in life. It it can get better, but back to the steps. You need to take that step first. Okay, so you've had an orgasm, or if you haven't, you will go have one. So you have this marker in your life for inner sensation. So for all you people out there that enjoy being in your heads and don't want to be in your bodies and don't want to talk about inner sensations and don't like that part of the process, I beg to differ. You do like that part of the process. Most people enjoy orgasms very much, right? So, yes, you do know the realm of inner sensation because most of you have had at least that one. And that's what we're talking about is how you begin to become aware of that realm of sensation inside of yourself where orgasms live, and a lot of other things live. Now, most of you, you know, only visit for your orgasms. And what I'm encouraging you to do is to recognize that realm of inner sensation um, is populated by many exquisite things in addition to orgasms, and that it's important to, to be able to move into that realm, that inner realm of sensation. Not that you're always going to have an orgasm there, but that's an important realm. Big, real stuff is happening there, like orgasms, okay? So remember, we aren't judging sensations, but we're just trying to determine what needs to strip away, what we want to hold on to, what is an essence energy, what is something new that I need to risk trying. And so just like that wonderful Asian teacher who said, and I've shared this before in a story, who said, you know, you just meet the energy, sense what it is, and just decide for yourself, is this energy right with my energy right now? And so that's what you're going to do. That's how you're going to sort these energies that you're finding as you spend this day with yourself. If you set orgasm as your minimum inner sensation for pleasure. Remember I said earlier, life has a lot to offer you if you'll take the steps. There's enormous experience out there if you'll take the steps. And so the step we're talking about today is letting go of the old. And so you're in your inner realm, sensing. You've got orgasm held there as your marker for pleasure. And so as you're telling yourself an inner story, as you're unfolding what's going on within yourself and you meet this part of yourself, you can look at that part of yourself and say, hmm, well, how does this energy feel? 
Does it feel stuffy? Does it feel old? Does it feel dusty, moldy? Might even feel a little putrefied, a little fermenting, you know, a little rotting. Right? These are all natural processes. That's not a bad thing. But it's just important to notice, wow, when I'm in this story of who I am, and this story runs me a lot, I feel really stuffed up and cranky. It's kind of like feeling like I have the flu before the flu actually happens. If that's how you feel with this energy, you can be pretty certain that's an old energy that you want to let go of. Then if you really, really want to just give me a run for my money, dance it. Just just take me at my word, even if you've never done this before and even if you're really embarrassed. Just turn off the lights. Just dance this energy, this, this, this energy that feels like just before you have the flu. Right? It's old. You want to let it go. Dance that out. Make the sounds. You know, I was so lucky in the apartment I lived in in Manhattan because my neighbors lived on the top floor, so there's no one above me. The person below me was absolutely crazy. And the person next door to me, the two little couple from Italy, deaf, absolutely both stone deaf. So I could do anything I wanted in that apartment. Make the noise. You can let go of that old dead energy in a heartbeat. So, What does an essence energy feel like? An essence energy, okay, we're using orgasm as our marker, right? An essence energy is going to feel like the channel the orgasm moves through. In other words, the essence energy is going to feel fundamental, like a structure almost, something that must be there. So the essence energy um, is going to feel very, very different than an old energy. But it will also feel different than a new energy. It will also feel different than an orgasm. The essence energy has a sense of presence to it. And if you're standing, we talked about this before, as if you were standing in the essence energies amongst a great forest, of great old-growth forest of high trees and low underbrush. There's all this space with all these great beings. Those are essence energies. That's what they feel like. There's a sense of calm and a sense of peace, but also a sense almost of confidence. Because remember, the essence energies are also like um, code, like programs, like they teach us what to do. Like they guide us in what to do. And so there's a sense of confidence. I'm here among the essences. Everything is simplified to the essence. And I know now what to do. They will guide me. That kind of feeling of calm and confidence. Now, a new energy. Ooh, new energy. That's going to feel really different than any of these two energies. Because a new energy isn't really quite here yet, maybe. And you don't quite know about it. It's a little bit wiggly, a little bit um, squirrely, like when kids are so excited because they're about to go do that thing they've been waiting to do for a whole year, and they're all wiggly and squirmy, and they can't hold it in inside. That's a new energy. Now, you might not be there yet because the new energy might be scary. New stuff is often scary. There's risk involved. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. So new energies often have a quality of effervescence, And maybe a sense you first would say, I'm afraid I can't do that. I don't want that energy. Push it away. 
But fear may just be excitement. It may just be the uncertainty of something new and special. So track your passion. If a new energy is the right thing, you will have passion for it. And so that's another thing. Spend the day dancing around with your passion. What does your passion feel like? Do you have any idea? Know your passion. Your passion is your absolute closest, truest, most loyal friend because it will always move when you are close to your own essence, your own true nature, and your own soul's purpose. And if we are not able to be in this inner world of inner sensation, we can't know what's right for us because you know what? There is no practitioner in the world that can tell you this accurately all the time. It's just you and the cultivation of your own relationship with your own inner sensation. And if you can do that, you will know what is right for you more accurately than the highest guru in the world because you will be there with that inner sensation all the time, every day, in the moment when you need it. So as we go into this break... I'd like you to think about this idea of your inner sensations. And if you are one of those dear people who hasn't had an orgasm during this break, please plan how you're going to go make sure that you have one before the new year so that you have a marker for your own inner sensations. Thank you, everyone. I hope to have you return after this break. Welcome back, everyone. This is your host, Christina Pratt, on Why Shamanism Now. And today we are talking about stripping away the old to find the essence energies and taking a day, unplugging from all that is usual and normal in your life and focusing in on your deeper world, your inner world. Not, and not that that's all beautiful and, you know, bunnies and fairies, but that there's things that are annoying there, things that need your attention. Parts of yourself you haven't talked to all year long. And parts of yourself you don't want to talk to. But that's okay. You're human. The important part of this time of the year in the winter, or six months from now for the rest of you who will have winter then, the time of these short days, lots of darkness, is to go within and to spend time with the aspects of yourself you don't normally want to spend time with and to discover that some of the most favorite parts of yourself are done. You're done with them. You lived them beautifully. They've taken you to where you want to go in life, but it's time to let that step go and move on to the next. And with that moving on is that quality we talked about last week in the return. There is the reason often we hesitate to let go of that thing that we've done but now we're familiar with it, we're comfortable, we're pretty good at it, we've got a lot of confidence in it. We're afraid to let that go. It's because we'll move then into a realm of uncertainty and not knowing again. And so what I've really been coming around to talking about today is how to begin to live in a way that you simply find pleasure in the imperfections of your life. Now, understand me, I am not saying, and there's a whole school of therapy that I find really annoying, where it's basically saying, accept your life as it is and get over it. You know, learn to be happy with what you've got. I I don't buy that, okay? Learn to accept the step that you're on, 
but understand you are quite capable of taking another step and another step and another step and changing your life if you choose to. Everybody has that potential. And what I'm talking about is how to develop your capacity to be the kind of person who can take steps. And part of that is to become the kind of person that can find pleasure in the imperfections of your life. That these are the places that attract our attention, that draw our curiosity. They may draw our irritation, but we're being drawn there for a reason, because there's something to find. There's something in that. And there are gifts to be discovered in every step. And I know recently in my life, I was reminded of this in a very, very powerful way because over 20 years ago, I ended a relationship and as many passionate relationships do when you're in your 20s, I left dramatically, great drama, and there was great damage, at least to myself. And in my heart, these blast doors dropped down. And 20 years later, after a whole lot of personal work, I got into a situation where the conditions were right and I was ready to take a step that I had never been able to take before. And I'd been trying to take it, actually. But I was finally able to take a step. And probably what happened is I actually took a bunch of steps, got to a landing, went through a door, took another flight of steps, got to another door, and was finally then able to get to that door I'd been trying to get to for 20 years. But anyway, I got to the door, walked to the door. And as I moved through that door, as strange as that door was, the blast doors of my heart opened, and all the self back 20 years ago that had been trapped inside the blast doors came out. And boy, that was really humiliating. You know, I was a 47-year-old person, and I had all these parts of myself coming out that were acting like 20-year-olds. It was embarrassing. Codependent, overly dramatic, all this stuff. But the point of this is that this imperfection in my life, this irritation, this this opening up of this access to these parts of myself, it one, it took time, but the point is, it was an enormous gift. And this one in particular really awakened my heart. But what I've seen in reflection as I look back now in life is that all of these gifts awaken our hearts. And one of the reasons I see in people that their hearts are so cold to themselves, so inaccessible, and, and they, they either live disconnected without meaning and purpose in life or constantly in a state of heartbreak. But either way, the reason for that is because they're avoiding opening these gifts in life from the imperfections of life and allowing those gifts to awaken the heart. The heart wants all of you. The heart wants to let go of the old and awaken to the new. The heart is living, beating, joyful being within you. And yet, you can shut the whole story down for the heart. But the heart wants these gifts, the gifts of your life to be opened the wrapper, the box, the stuffing to be let go, the essence to be drawn out, to be internalized, to be taken forward, to live in a new way. And in this way, we're cultivating the energy of the heart 
so that we can find joy in life. Joy and happiness are two very different things, quantum orders of difference here. And what we're talking about by being willing to spend the time with yourself, to strip away the old, to connect with the essence, to align with the new, is to open these gifts of the heart and to cultivate your relationship with the heart so that you can find joy. And where this brings us all back round to ultimately is it's through the quality of the relationships that you cultivate that you define the nature of your life. And this begins with the quality of the relationship you cultivate with yourself. And even deeper, it is the quality of relationship you cultivate with the parts of yourself that you don't like very much, that irritate you. And so this is ultimately the opportunity of the dark times of the winter, is to move into the relationships with yourself that aren't all that healthy. And to find a way to unwrap who you are, to find that essence energy inside of all those stories you don't like, to bring that gift of yourself home so that you can come into right relationship with yourself. And in that, right relationship with your life, right relationship with other people, with the environment, and with the spirit world. And so this is my offering to you today is to unwrap the gifts of your deepest self this night, this time in the dark winter nights and come to know yourself more fully and bring your whole self into the new year. Thank you, everyone, for joining me here today. I give thanks to the ancestors for being with us and holding us well. Thanks to the energy of the earth and the sky and the energy of the heart that unites us all. I hope you will join us next week for our show, The Power of Blessing. And I wish you all a very, very happy New Year.